Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Welcome, everyone, to another My Journey. Sorry for everyone who hates the word journey. Uh, podcast episode where we're talking about me. We are interviewing myself. Well, we're not interviewing, but we're talking to talking to Tej. Tej talks, literally. So I have had a roller coaster of a property journey so far. Uh, lots of downs, a couple of ups, and actually I've probably had a lot of ups, but I haven't celebrated them enough. And we're we're going to talk about that because I don't do that. And today. When I'm filming this, I realised some interesting stuff that I've done. And I was like, oh damn, that was really good. But before we do that, I just want to give you an update. So I did a podcast, uh, I think two months ago, titled Zero to £975,000 in six months. So this is a follow-up, zero to £1.2 in eight months. So I'm a millionaire, I'm not, okay? Uh, my portfolio is worth a million plus and it will drop slightly as some are sold but that will get replaced as I buy more but as it stands the portfolio stands at 1.2 million pounds this has started off with 40,000 pounds of my own money so I'm not just some dude like one of these bloggers or one of these like did it for a property company like I literally had 40 grand of my own money and everything else has been borrowed so I have in total raised £440,000 in about three and a half, four months. I think last time it was uh, 250 in in two months, I believe it was. Uh, or was it 320? It, it is possible. It's kind of what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you've followed me, hopefully, from the beginning. If you haven't, go back have and have a listen to, you know, 15 months ago I think I started the podcast when I had no properties no viewings I was clueless and you've seen me now progress to a 1.2 million pound portfolio that when all is let when all is cash flowing and and obviously things are flipped and blah blah blah, it will be bringing in about 300 to 350 per property and then my, my essay will hopefully bring in about 500 or 600 so really that's at the moment it sits at 10 buy to lets and three, sorry, 11 buy to lets as today and three flips. 11 times 300, we do the maths, 3,300. That's pretty decent. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit more than that. It'll probably be about 3.5. But I've, you know, once everything's let and talented, I now have enough cash flow to do a Tim Ferris, quit all this and just go travel the world and eat cool noodles and shit and like meet people in bars and, you know, just do the whole traveling thing for literally the rest of my life. Really, give or take. You know, you, you could. If, if you could live off minimal means, you could. And it's taken me eight months. And it'll take a few months now to get the cash flow fully coming in and everything let. But if I can do it, you can do it. And if you can do it, he can do it. And if she can do it, she can do it. And if, you know, my point is, and I want to start this off by saying anyone can do this. I don't care where you're starting or how you're coming from. We're all blessed and we're all disadvantaged in our own ways. So you can do it, is, is what I want to say. Now, 
how have I gone from 975 to 1.2 in the past two months? Deal flow, really. Uh, I've had a refinance comeback, which meant that I could go cook, buy some more, spend some more refurbs. But really, it's been an investor who already loaned me 180 grand, loaning me about 88,000 pounds more. I'm always in, I'm always out here to talk to more investors. So if you're interested, give me a shout. And that meant that I could then buy more houses, which then added up to the portfolio going past a million. I mean, yeah, that is as simple as that. I had deals and I had money. I also had a shit ton of stress with very bad previous builders, project managing, project project management, which has caused issues to this day and caused me many costs that I have to go back and fix these cowboys' work. Uh, little things, using one screw when there should be three, you know, in a door, or totally ruining my very expensive hexagon tiling, not fixing damp work properly, not fixing leaks. I'm not the only person they've done it to. So it's one of these things, you know, as much as I give tips on how to find good builders and this, that, and the other, sometimes you slip up. Sometimes they make big mistakes. And it happens. But it's how you learn from it is what matters. Now I have very, very good builders. Everything's stricter and more stringent. And I have a lot more people on site now in terms of friends who are checking in when needed, when required, and helping me out. But, you know, let's narrow it down into the the practical steps, right? Because that's what I'm about. I want to show you how have I gone from zero to 1.2 million in eight months and how have I then jumped in the past two months. People is the first thing. People are so, so important. Your network, your friends, your family, your partner, whatever. Your dog. They're not people, but they might as well be. Uh your solicitor, your broker, everyone in your power team is is a vital part of your team. Now, people are going to make or break your business, you know, because they're going to annoy you, irritate you, cock things up, and they're going to piss you off. But at the same time, they're going to do incredible things for you and make your business work and make your business tick. I am nothing without my insurance broker. Shout out to Pinder at Falcon Insurance. Without my mortgage broker, Shazad Ahmed at GPS. Without my solicitors, Insight Law and PCS Legal, you know, without Together Finance, without without all these people, my investors, I, I am nothing without these people, yet they will irritate me, naturally. Actually, most of them haven't really, actually, some of them have never irritated me. But people will. And the same for my builders. None of this is achieved without good builders. Or, or me managing them and getting in good builders to replace that. So put people first, put people before profits, and trust me, the profits will way outweigh everything else if you put people first, especially in today's world where not every company does that. Secondly, outsourcing is is important. I'm not saying I've got a whole VA set up and listen to my podcast with Jess Leader about VAs, but I've outsourced things like valuations, like viewings. I've got builders doing viewings for me now. I've got people locally doing viewings, whether it's paid, whether it's not. I have outsourced some of my... Uh, Editing when I need when I when I need it and so on my social media um, outreach when I need it, but I haven't outsourced a huge amount. But the physical being on site stuff I have, and I've made it very clear now with builders that when the when the pictures and videos are clear, that's when you get paid, and that for me is is outsourcing. And also, I've completed on two properties today, and when you watch this, it'll be probably a few weeks afterwards. But all I did was say, "Here's where you get the keys." When I got the keys, put a lockbox on, and it was as simple as that. So, you know, it's in, it's important to like ensure that you are putting people first, 
but also outsourcing, but making it worth their while. You know, don't expect someone to do free viewings for you forever. You know, I've always offered from day one, they wouldn't accept it. But now I said, look, no, you're really busy, but I still want to do viewings. How much are you going to charge me? I said, I said, I'm not taking, oh, I'll do it for free still as an answer. I said, no, no, how much are you charge me? Because it's unfair and it's the right thing to do. Uh, I think, you know what, simply put, I know someone's going to say, eh, it's not about working hard, it's about working efficiently. No, it's not about efficiency, it's about the five-hour work week. Oh, I don't give a shit. The bottom line is, working your fucking ass off and working hard is what will get you results. You need the hours. As smart as you think you are and as efficient you think you are, you still need the hours. Like, a lot of property time is like thinking. It's like, okay, this refurb's over because of this. How are we going to handle this? This is a deal, but I'm not sure on the comparables. What can I offer? How can we make this a deal? You know? Or, oh, I've been offered this deal, but does it work? Does it not? Where's the cash coming from? Where's this? What's the ca-? So much of it is, sometimes I just find myself sitting there thinking or doing stuff or walking around and just thinking and talking out loud. And that takes time because you're making big decisions with your money and investors' money. So you do need the hours, the days, the months, the time. As efficient as you are, like, you still just need the time. And things happen. I had a down valuation, uh, which we're going to see if we appeal or not. And that knocked my confidence on a deal the next day that if that hadn't happened, I would have probably said yes to straight away. But I didn't. It probably took me 24 hours longer. 24 hours longer in this game can be a lot of time, right? So these things happen and you often spend a lot of time thinking, making decisions, organizing, as well as finding deals, finding money and doing the kind of stuff that, you know, we're meant to do as property investors. Now, it's hard to kind of grasp that sometimes because you're sitting at your desk and you're like, where's my output? But actually, it is there, but you just don't tangibly necessarily see it like you might if, if you were like on a refo. So, you know, give yourself the time and work bloody hard. Yes, you, you can be efficient and you can speed things up, but you, especially at the start, still have to work really hard. And that's, that's non-negotiable. If you want success, if you want the, the Bentley and the Dream and the whatever, and the Whole Foods cheese, mm-mm, that shit good. You gotta, you gotta hustle and you gotta, you have to learn to love the process. I think with me, when I first started, I was impatient, but let's take a while, like you've seen from my other video, my podcast, but now I love the process. And because I love refurbs, which is most of the process, really, convincing is just emailing solicitors being like, yo, what's happening or not, or just, yeah, completing quickly if your solicitors are good. Uh, but like refurbs are, are great and I love that part of the process. That is my absolute favorite part. When I get a new house or a new deal, I'm I'm not once am I thinking that's another 300 month cash flow. I do occasionally. I'm like, oh, cool. We're, we're getting there. What I think is, hmm, that's a new bathroom. That's a new kitchen. This is uh, a new color scheme. This is a, what we do in. Oh, I, I, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I love that aspect of it. And, and therefore, I love the process because that's the most of the process. The convincing, the, the finding tenants, a lot of that is purely outsourced. So, I don't necessarily get to feel that part of the process, just sit there patiently or, and, and chase people. But learn to love the process and you'll hate certain elements, you'll love certain elements, find someone to do it for you. Whether that's an outsourcer, whether that's someone, an employee, whatever. Focus on your strengths, right? But don't just let your weaknesses shrivel up and just, you know, be dead.
You still need to be well-rounded, I think. I believe. I believe. Uh, another reason that I think I've managed to grow so quickly is... Is probably because I want to. <laughs> as silly as it sounds, you know, the law of reciprocity and, and kind of, you know, what you put out in the universe, it gives to you, all that, that spiritual stuff. I don't necessarily believe in it, but I believe in like karma and just good energy and good vibes. I think because I want to grow this quickly, despite it being absolutely fucking stressful and insanely challenging at some points, I still want to go quick. And therefore, if I want it, I will get it. And same with all of you who are listening and watching. If you want something, you can have it. Go get it. So I think just wanting to grow quick and wanting to scale means I have scaled and I have grown quick. So having that kind of positive, this is what I want, this is what I need mentality is really what will, you know, will get you it. And you need, you, you need everything else and the hard work. You can't just wish for it and it'll suddenly appear, you know, uh, financial freedom on the drive, just unwrap it, live it by a stalk. But it's a big, big part is believing in yourself and believing in what you're doing and how you're doing it and then what the end result is going to be. Uh, another reason or another factor is being a stoic or trying to be a stoic. Um, meditating, staying calm, keeping my ego in check are things I've struggled with and struggle with still and we all will, it takes time but I've become increasingly more stoic to the extent that like nothing sort of phases me or bothers me you know, if a builder goes in and says Ted, you know what I think your refurb was a little bit low we're looking at another four or five grand I'm just like okay, uh, tell me what it's for okay, cool yep, they're all essential works yep we should be doing these works. We'll do them. Uh, let me put on the spreadsheet. Let me just work it out. Okay. Does this mean now I have to sell it like as is on the market and take like a five, 10 grand profit? Or does it mean eh, maybe I'll leave more money? Or most of the times it means carry on as normal. Maybe leaving a little bit more money, but you've got a big buffer anyway, Ted. So it's cool. Carry on. But sometimes when it's not like that, you, <laughs> I've just been like, cool. Well, Here's my options. Uh, here's the one I pick, I think. Let's do it. You know, which of these options is going to protect my investors and their investment? That's what comes first when you're using investors' money. And I, I take that option. Simple as that. As opposed to, oh, so annoying. Why didn't I find out before? Oh, no one told me this. This is, oh. You know, all that ego and all that angst. Oh, funny, let go of that. That doesn't help anyone. That does not help anyone so you know being a stoic focusing on being problem uh being on solution focused not problem focused will really really help you grow quickly i think for me you know people have told me they really like these one-on-one sort of personal podcasts where we go into my story i think and i always say this but i never i've never i haven't worked out a way to get across just how difficult and challenging it's been for me and how much of a struggle it's been mentally. I think like I'm looking at myself right now on the video. And you probably can't see this if you're not on YouTube. But my eyes always look shattered. I'm like the before picture on an advert for like anti-wrinkle cream. You know, like I'm like the lady before who's like, yeah, I had so much bags on my face. And I look really tired all the time. And everyone just said, oh, Tej, mate, you look 60. But I'm actually 22. I'm the before and then they do the, the the salmon DNA, the whale poo moisturize on the eyes, and it comes out fresh. Maybe that highlights 
how difficult it's been. I don't know, maybe this is my eyes, but I always look freaking tired. Um, I'm not always tired, but I have been ill a lot. My sinuses just, I don't know, they've just been bad. My throat has been terrible. I'm going to be Tony Robbins soon. I'll be speaking like this, guys. Unleash the power within. Anyways, I have too much fun on these podcasts talking to myself. Uh, but like, I've been ill a lot. Uh, I've been physically, uh, I've been going to the gym. I've been keeping it up. You know, it's, it's been good. But I haven't been sort of, actually, that's been that's actually been going really well. I've been increasing in strength, increasing in size, losing fat, etc. But like mentally, I had a breakdown, you know. Um, working with the last builders was like one of the most stressful thing I had to deal with was these builders and the the absolute mess they left afterwards and the constant lies the lies were the worst part of things are done I send someone on site no they're not Tesh the house is done oh I go on site and I send 45 no less than 45 pictures of snags stuff like this is so stressful and I try my best to get this across and I really hope it does get across how stressful it is. Like I, yeah, I just don't know how to, cause it's easy to listen to someone like me and say, oh, it's stressful, but then be like, oh, look, you've got a million pound portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, and I, I enjoy the process and I love what I'm doing and I'm happy I've come out the other end, but like, I just, yeah, I really want to show you it was fucking stressful. Like I, I properly broke down and I said to my fiance, well, is it fiance or fiance? Whichever one it is. And I said to her, look. I was like, after it all happened, I was like, has this happened before? Did you handle me quite well, mate? And she was like, you're just a, you're just a wreck anyway. I was like, thanks a lot, love. Um, but she said, yeah, it happened once back in recruitment many, many years ago. And it, it wasn't really on this scale. And actually, now I think back, I don't know when I've ever kind of broken down like this. Um, And it was really like, like upsetting, I guess. And it was really, I mean, very angry. Um, and I used to be a very angry person. Like back here, oh, I don't know how many years, many years ago, I used to have anger issues and be quite angry. But now I'm pretty chilled. Um, I'm, I'm a lot. I'm very, very chilled. Things don't really... Road rage. I mean, I've got a tiny bit. But you... Okay, firstly, if you use your phone while you're driving at all, please fuck off. Stop listening to my podcast. Stop talking to me. See you later. Secondly, if you film videos while you're driving off again okay it's the same shit it's stupid stop it if you don't indicate when you're changing lanes just generally oh please do not listen to me in the car whilst you're not indicating sorry see road rage that's the only thing that makes me angry is idiot drivers anywho um i'm not an angry person and hopefully that comes across like like i feel like i'm pretty chilled um and yeah it made me very angry very upset uh, you know, it put me in a really bad state for like two weeks and they just culminated with this breakdown. Uh, and luckily my fiance was there for me to look after me. Uh, but like, yeah, it was really tough. Uh, and like, yeah, I didn't expect it really. I think that the buildup of just trying to be so stoic, not having an outlet because the properties are far from where I live and like the person was just such a compulsive serial liar and being let down constantly and being told it'll be done in a week. A week comes, it's not done. You're like, shit, what do I do? And actually being um, scared of finding a new build team. You know, I had the fear that we all had. I, I was like, shit, oh, let me just get it done with these guys, get it finished and they can then piss off and kick them off site. But 
you know, it, it didn't happen. And actually since I found an amazing build team. So shout out Paul Davies for introducing me, sir. You are a gent. Uh, and they've been fantastic. Like really nice guy. Get on really well. I've been invited to rugby. I don't know. It's just big men punching each other and shit. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, so I'll go along at some point and see how they do it. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really tough. It was really, really tough. And, you know, I've just, I've just been stressed. Like really be stressed all the time. You know, I, I, the wrinkles on my forehead are just too much. I'm not happy. The moisturizer ain't working. I need tips. Please, ladies, give me some tips on, on how to, how to anti-age myself. Uh, you know, it, it's taken its toll. But what's, I guess, kept me sane has been my relationships with family, with my fiance, with my friends, uh, with the people who listen to the podcast, the love and support that I get from the, you know, the internet, to put it, to put it generally, uh, the cheese people have gifted me. Shout out, um, Russell for that. Shout out Marcus for the cheese. I mean, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of support in this community. And, you know, during these tough times, I didn't feel the need to necessarily talk about it with the community because it just, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't me not wanting to talk about it. As you can tell, I'm very, very open. It was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just handled it. Obviously not very well because it, it, it broke me, but I came back a lot stronger from that. And ever since then, I'm just back to being a badass, really. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just back to being a lot more stoic. But it happens. And the, the interesting thing is not once during this whole process have I said or thought, let me just give up. Let me just do a different business or go into a different job, which for me, I'm actually so fucking proud of myself because in recruitment, which I didn't like, golden handcuffs, I'm locked up. I I said that often. I was like, oh, let me just quit this shit. This is really, oh, I want to get rid of it. I don't like it. But in property, I, I literally have never said it once. And I'll be honest, when I started property, I didn't know if I'd like it. I thought I thought at one point, oh, I'll just build assets. That'll be fine. But now I love it. And I love the challenges. Sometimes it takes that breakdown, right? To realise that the car needs fixing. Or you need to change something about your habits. Which I've changed my habits to make them more healthier. You know, I'm still working from 10 till, yeah, 11 most days. Five days a week. Weekends are off usually. Um, I love it. And and some of those hours are doing branding and social media stuff and filming videos like this. So I don't really have a, a qualm with that. I, I, I love it, in fact. And this is not work to me, you know. Apart from the fact that it destroys my throat because... These sinuses are just endless. Uh, so shout out to, I think it was Hugo who gave me this uh, sinus kit, a link to a sinus kit that really has helped. But yeah, it's been very, very stressful and it is stressful. And, and actually, uh, Luca, Luca asked me, really nice guy actually, asked me at the Baker Street property meet when I was speaking. He said, Ted, you know you bought all these houses at once. How, st- how stressful has it been? He said, out of 10. And I said, you know what, uh, Luca, I think it's been, um, it's probably been like a safe 200 out of 10. Uh, someone said to me, Ted, you're buying all these properties at once. So you must be learning a lot of lessons like in, in a short period of time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I am. I didn't really think about that, you know, but protecting my investors and their investments and my investments is the first priority. So I will do everything I need to. I recently spent four grand more on a reefer because it needed a rewire. It didn't need it. It should have had a rewire and it needed, again, didn't need but it should have had a new combi system installed. And I said, you know what? I don't want to spend, I, I, I don't want to spend that extra money. Of course I don't. But I said, this is a rental. This is someone's house. I want zero hassle. Here's the money. Let's get it done. And make sure it lasts. You know? Because 
I'm in it for the long game. And I, I really genuinely want my tenants to not have a broken down boiler in the middle of winter, to not have a leak, to not have issues, to not have the electrics break and then try and get a sparky in with, with a tenant's equipment and everything there. You know what I mean? So it's just changing the thinking to look at it in a different way uh, and to think about the long game. And that's kind of, I guess, been a really big factor or impact in, in how I do things. In addition, like, I think, you know, what, what I'm trying to sort of get across is that it's hard work. It's very, very stressful. It's not easy, but it's a lot of fun. But there are so many elements to get right. Your accounts, your bookkeeping, your marketing, your builders, your project management, your end values, your square meterage end values, your valuations, your viewings, your finding more, your remortgages, your getting things done. There are so many plates to juggle, like so many to juggle, that you really have to be prepared for it. Now, if you're buying less properties and you're buying bigger properties, but less of them, then you're probably not going to feel what I'm feeling. But it has been a very, very tricky journey. And I think, you know, one lesson from the builders is you really need to give people three chances and give them give it to them quick sometimes. If things are not being done, do not take excuses. If you're paying for a service, you get the service. Same with agents. Add one agent uh, who, if you're listening to this, this is important to know, uh, said, yeah, yeah, we can do the tenant fine for you. We're really busy at the moment, blah, 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 but we'll get it sorted. Next thing you know, I text any update, you know, where's the, where's the board for the property? Oh, our person on site has disappeared with all the boards. So when are you going to tell me? Because you've wasted a week and a half of my time, not got a single viewing or any interest and you don't tell me. So that, that relationship is, is over. I don't chat to that person anymore. Simple as that. Because there's the smallest thing like saying sorry that makes a big difference, especially when it's totally your fault. Another letting agency just, I don't know. Came as a referral, uh, spoke to them, was going okay. Their bill team are very, very expensive. They charge VAT, just doesn't work. But got them on the lettings only. Not the most responsive. I can be a bulldog and I will chase and I'll be persistent. Not the most responsive. And then I got an email, you know, emails ignored. And I said, look, what's going on? You're not responding to my emails. Something along the lines of, oh, we, uh, oh, I'm not responding to such an ill-mannered email. I was like, what? So other person, just so you know, I don't say hi, John, hi, Tom, every email. Once we sort of had a few emails, I just say, you know, respond. In a conversation, you don't say, hi, John, I feel this way. Really? Hi, Tom. This is how I'm thinking. Oh, hey, Tej, what do you think? You just talk. So that's how I do it, right? It's efficient. Wasted time saying hi, hell, is crap. Anyway, so I'm quite direct. But ill-mannered is not how I communicate. So I just responded saying, look, if you can't take direct emails, then you're not the kind of people I want to do business with. CC'd in the owner who I'd been speaking to and said, look, uh, thanks for trying, but you haven't delivered. Uh, and you're talking about ill-mannered emails. When I'm being direct, I, I can't work with you. I'll leave a review on Google with my feedback. Thank you very much. End of. Another letdown. Another two weeks of doing a call. And then finally, someone messaged me on Facebook at the same time I was looking for a new agent. And then my other friend messaged me, hold tight, Lindsay. And she said, Tej, just FYI, because I think you might have connected with this person. I use her all the time for all my lettings. She gets me above market value, all working tenants. She's incredible. And I really do trust Lindsay. She's, she's wonderful. And now I'm using this person. And I mean, the viewings and offers are just coming in. 
That stuff takes weeks. And it, I've lost four or five weeks of rent due to idiots. So... And hey, I'm, I'm sure I'm partly to blame. I'm sure my direct email was too direct. Who knows? But there are a lot of people out there who will let you down. Uh, often it's nothing personal. Sometimes they just shit at their job. Or they're never going to match up your level of expectation. Or they just don't know what the base level is. Because maybe some landlords are just like, yeah, if you get a tenant, you get a tenant, whatever. Whereas investors, we're probably quite different. And we're like, so tell me uh, what's what we got. What we got, how many viewings we got, what's happening, what's happening. You know, so yeah, I've had interesting experiences with letting agents, but a lot of public speaking actually. January was really, really busy. Uh, February was really busy as well, and that was that was quite good. Raised a bit of money from that, you know, increased my awareness, etc. Obviously, I host PPN Knightsbridge second Tuesday of every month. I've been trying to go to more networking events, trying to get out of the house more, which you know it, it's been happening. It's been happening. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just tiring, and with my voice and my sinuses i i do struggle physically sometimes to get to networking events but i'm really, really grateful for the speaking opportunities that i i get given uh I'm, I'm really really honestly blessed and humbled for them so that's sort of an update uh what will be really good is if i talk you through some of my deals so since we last spoke i'm looking at my whiteboard here i currently have I have 11 bite alerts and three flips. One of the flips is now a keeper because we got a banging valuation. I'll go through the figures on that. And one of the keepers is now a flip because the refurb has come in at too much. And I'm basically getting rid of it as is. Uh, people are walking in the agent saying, look, here's the work it needs doing. You know, this is for investors or if someone wants to do the work, go for it. Um, I won't be making a loss. I'll be making a loss if you look at time. But money-wise, nope, I'll be getting all of it back, plus a little bit, because it was bought so cheap. Uh, but that's the, you know, and that that property I'm keeping, a, a big valuation, that's in my selling, my development SPV, so I have to transfer it across with a group structure. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Stuff like this happens, and it's annoying, but you have to just roll with it. I wasn't going to, like, say no on this valuation and be like, oh, let me just sell it. Actually, if I sold it, like 26 grand profit, bloody banging. It's probably one of my favourite deals, and I think it's beautiful inside. New build team, so it was it was done very very well. Uh, so that's the kind of biggest thing that's happened. My essay has been up and running, of which I've done a podcast and a video one. You can have a look at. But you know, the the biggest thing for me was that was that switch. And again, I took too long to decide. Let me just sell this piece of crap house, and then let me keep the one that came in in a really good valuation. And I should have made that decision quicker. But you live and you learn. Uh, you live and you learn. So, what houses have I bought since? So, I've bought one. Ooh, this is my commercial conversion. Well, technically-ish, sort of. Two-bed house. Bought it for 55 grand. The refurb is coming out at five grand, all in. It was, it, was let, let, it was let out, but not to my standard. So, paint decorating, new floors. Kitchen was sort of updated and uh, arranged better. New bathroom. Some gorgeous marble tiles. Oh, I love marble. One day there will be marble, to, real marble behind my head as I record these podcasts and videos. Mark my words. Uh, and yeah, so we're in for 60 and the end value should be 90. But with 80, 85, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Or rent for about 500. Cool, that's a two bed. It's had not really, well, the council did the insulation on it. The cladding outside and they didn't seal the top. 
so the water just dripped in so yeah well done really really good job there council as always uh so a few little damp issues but nothing major now behind it is this big warehouse it used to be a bakery when i say big think three bed house big hint hint see it was full of crap full of the vendors car bits and junk and all sorts so when we walked in i was like ah oh, because it's got a double garage behind it i was like oh you know what we'll just um we'll rent this out to to like a builder or something 60 quid a month yeah whatever it's a nice little bit of income and then actually my builder walked in when it was empty and he said why are we not building two flats here why are we not uh, making a house here and i said uh uh i said well well now we are mate <laughs> so I've discovered and I'm, I'm submitting planning so shout out to Ben Richards from Aura Properties I'm submitting a pre-app to see the chances of it being converted the conversion will be pretty straightforward the structure sound needs a new roof new windows you know uh, plasterboarding insulating and then the inside done should cost about 25 grand all in it's got its own electric supply because it used to be a bakery or workshop has its own side entrance and a little bit of the garden as well and obviously the double garage at the back which we could make into a garden if we wanted to, or it could stay as a double garage, furthering the rent. Now, as is, it's, you know, like a four or five grand money left in deal. 50% plus return on cash employed, what I usually do. But it will cost me 25 grand if we can get planning, which I hope we can, because, you know, housing is really in demand here. And I don't know, I'm sure there'll be problems in planning, but it, see, it, it looks like it should be straightforward and there's enough parking. If we get planning, when we get planning, uh, and we build the house, it will cost 25 to 28 grand for the three bed house, which is better than doing flats. Long story, it works out better, a better return on investment. That three bed house, which at first I thought would be a two, but I actually drew it out and it, it can make a three and I'm waiting for the architect's plans. That house, so I just told you a two bed is going to get valued about 80 to 95. This three bed, I've got a three bed down the road that's on the market for about 115 this three bed will get valued at at least a hundred grand i spent 25 grand on it because the land or the cost of the land is free because it came with the house and i've pulled most of my money back out of the house so when i then go potentially get a remortgage at 100 grand maybe it's a bit less let's just do 100 for easy maths they give me 75 grand don't they 75 percent i spent 25 on it pretty good deal right a lot of cash out will i take a 75 percent mortgage on it I don't know, you know, I, I if I can, I'll, I'll probably just do a 50% mortgage on it. Take out a bit of cash from it, keep it low leverage, just to just to have something low leverage, just to protect, just to de-risk, uh, and then take that cash and, and do something else. But we'll see what happens. But when my builder said this and I did the figures, I was like, mind blown. I, I just, I don't know why it did not occur to me. Like I was in a buy-to-let mindset. I was like, this is a nice warehouse. Nothing else, but... As soon as he walked in, he was like, yeah, mate, this is, um, yeah, this is a house. <laughs> let's do it. So let's see what happens. Uh, but that was a really, really good deal. That one, uh, Shaz, my mortgage broker is actually submitting the application. Uh, like, well, by now it will be submitted to get a revaluation done pre six months. Shout out to Together Finance for funding that one. Uh, what else? I bought two at auction, one for 45. And one for 43. 43 is, it's a strange one because it's so cheap. And I could rent it out as is. I would not, but you could. It needs no painting decorating. It needs a new bathroom. It's going to have a sexy bathroom, as we always do. The kitchen is going to be painted. 
uh, in terms of the unit it's going to be painted because they're quite nice classic wooden ones and actually there's nothing wrong with it for a rental. I'm going to paint them, put a nice shelf in, new flooring, get an oven in, box, you know, just make it look pretty, trunk some of the pipes, uh, new carpet upstairs, but actually it's in very good condition. The main piece of work is a bit of lead or chimney flashing that needs replacing and also all the architraves. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you how tall I am because everyone always says I'm really, I'm much taller in person. I'm going to leave it a mystery. But they are basically like the architraves are like five foot high. So basically everyone on, on the viewings was walking into architraves and knocking their heads off. And I literally had to bend my knees to get underneath them. I, I don't know if miners were short back in the day or what. But yeah, the architraves are all going to be lifted. Again, it doesn't have to be done, but that's just not nice for tenants. So I'm going to lift all the architraves. Uh, new flooring. Uh, the next door neighbor has knotweed away from the boundary of mine but it has a 10-year management plan so we're fine uh it's a three-story one as well uh someone i know had a two-bedder down the street with knotweed in the garden rented at 480 per month and it sold for 80 grand with the tenant in i think i've put in about 75 no i've put in 80 as an end value mine's a three-bed three-story and we can make a parking space at the back so we're probably looking at 85 90 for it in terms of reval this won't leave in much money at all. The, the the refurb on this is like five, six grand, depending on the chimney and the scaffolding. And also if we make a car parking space at the back, which I'd, I'd quite like to. There is on-street parking, but I don't know. It'd be quite nice. So that is one of the deals. At auction, uh, this didn't sell at auction, which is strange because it's such a good deal. Didn't sell. I then said, as soon as the hammer fell, I was like, get me this deal. I, I'll have this. Um, and the auctioneer said, yeah, sure. You know, I offered reserve because it's 10% above guide and I secured it, which was pretty cool. So that is one of them. Uh, and that's in quite a nice area. Actually, it's in an area that I've been wanting to sort of like invest in or have houses in for a while just because I don't know why. It just seems like a buoyant area. And now I've got one, two, I've got two in this area. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the next one is a, like a quite nice little two bed where the next door is being used as a service accommodation, but it's like a grandma basically renting out rooms and it looks like your grandma's house. She said she's busy often. Cool. Also some empty houses on the same street, which I couldn't find the registered owner's address apart from those houses. So interesting to see if I could uh, find them direct to vendor. This one is the one I bought at £45,000. The end value is looking somewhere between... Well, it's a bit tricky here. I'm still waiting for agents to get back to me on this, but it's anywhere from 80 to 95. They all work for me. Happy days. I had an agent go view it, actually, and they said it was, it's worth 65 grand. On for 65, but except 61 in its current state. I've got it for 45. All in, six, seven, probably all in for like 47 and a half. Costs and everything like that. If it sells for 65, there's an argument there just to flip it on. It's an investor's paradise, really. Uh, it's got a fair bit of damp, but the heating will fix a lot of it. Damp-proof course will fix some of it. A new uh, fiberglass roof on the extension. A uh, new kitchen, new bathroom. Rewire, maybe. My builder just texted me about it now. But yeah, paint decoration. So it's like a 15 grand total house refurb. Uh... Yeah, we'll see how much another agent values it at. But if it can flip for that, 13, 14 grand profit for not doing much. Yes, I do want to buy to let, but let's see what happens. Uh, because 
yeah, this is one of those things. And this, this is the beauty of buying property so cheap is that you can, you have options. Also, this and my other property, Homes Under the Hammer were filming and they got me on it, yeah? And they still haven't contacted me. So I'm not happy, Homes Under the Hammer, if you're listening to this, because the rehab's about to start and you haven't contacted me. You said I'll be on TV. See, these are the challenges you deal with as a property investor, you know? God, I've, my whole life I waited to be on TV. Told my mum everything, but they're just piring me off. Now that's cool. That's cool. I just won't reference you anymore. It's cool. We're over. Uh, so this was quite an interesting one at auction. Uh, I made one bid and that was the bid that won it. So, yeah. Uh, again, this auction was quite interesting because normally the, the cheap buy to let, the standard stuff, goes every time. Goes for a, you know a good price, usually above what I'll pay for it, and sorted. But this auction, different stuff went for different... And, I, you know, I haven't found a pattern at auctions. I've kind of seen, you know, like different things at different auctions, but there's never been a pattern or a trend. It's like every auction just is so, there's so many factors. Have people already bought houses earlier in the month? Have they gone to the other auction that's before it and bought money and bought something? Have they, you know, you just don't know like what's happening really or what people see on a property that you don't or that you see that they don't or what you perceive it as. So, yeah, two good deals there. I just exchanged on one today on the day of filming in that same area that I like. It's a three bed with double extension, so it's a bit bigger than usual. Purchase price is £48,000. The refurb is 13 to 18. Now, there's a big difference because it's got wallpaper everywhere. So once we peel the wallpaper back, we'll be able to know the extent of if it's lath plaster and how much plastering it needs and blah, 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 etc., etc. Uh, it needs a new boiler. It's been removed because the last one leaked and the old man got frightened and removed it. But the heating system is in place. It needs a rewire. It's got some old air switches. Paint, decoration, new flooring. This is a two bed. We're going to move the bathroom downstairs and make a three bed because most houses in this area, the whole area, they have it downstairs. So a three bed is in way more demand. It's a much bigger rental. And moving it down, especially because it's like this dead little second, third lounge space, will work really, really well. And I've done this on another property. It didn't help the valuation because he said it's just about square footage, but it definitely helped the rent and the demand. And again, you can house hopefully more people. So I feel like it's somewhat helping the area. I know there's plenty of three beds. Well, they're not, but people still do need two beds and I get that and I and I have a two bed and I, I will I will buy two beds, nothing you know wrong with it. But in this case, in this area, it works better to switch it. Uh new kitchen, new bathroom, total replaster, re, re it's it's you know, it's it's like a full, full refurb. Again, I want this to last as a rental. So in for 48 refurb you can see there's a bit there's a there's a big difference by the time this video gets released i will know the price of the refurb so dm me for more details or check out my instagram story end value is looking at about 90k so you know what could be more on like open market for sales could be more as a valuation but square foot for square foot we're looking at 90 this is leaving in about four five grand it'll rent for 500 to 550 a month there's a disparity because agents tell you different things and because yeah, sometimes it just is a disparity. Uh, but 525 is what I think we'll comfortably get. Especially in the style and condition I'm going to do it to compared to what else on the market. It's got parking as well. Uh, nice little garden, double extension. So quite a cracking deal. Uh, and that's my 14th property, which... Oh, actually, it's not 1.2 million now. With that 14th one in, when it's done up, it will be basically just over 1.3 million. 
That's cool. Um, I also realized the property I mentioned before that was that had the big end value, got it for 73, spent about 18, 18 and a half on it. It was going to be a flip. So maybe spent a grand more than I would normally, but I don't regret it because it looks beautiful and it's got a high market rent. Uh, in for 73, spent, obviously there's a few couple of grand of costs, auction fee, legal fee, etc., Spent 18 grand on it, got revalued at 125,000 pounds. Banging! It's leaving in 4,000 pounds, 299 and zero British pennies pounds. Pretty good deal, actually. And the most amazing thing is I'm filming this on March the 6th. Guess when I bought this house? December the 3rd. And what happened today? I received the funds back and I paid off my bridger for the remortgage. That's pretty cool three months and three days i picked up the keys for the property refurbed it and actually today i found a tenant for it and i found a tenant for it and i've had it valued and remortgaged and the money's come back in three months from the moment i got the keys and the refurb actually started about a week and a half later when i realized this today i was like yo like this is this is pretty cool like i've actually like I was actually quite proud of myself. I didn't celebrate myself enough that I said at the beginning of the podcast. But I was like, yo, this is pretty fucking cool, right? Like three months in and out and it's about to be producing cash after the first month of you know, paying the agent. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know. I was I was really happy with that. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not usually impressed or proud of myself. I'm normally quite critical and quite like, get on with it, mate. You know, you already take the weekends off or you already take 10 minutes off a day. What are you doing, mate? Carry on. Uh... But yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. How did that happen? Great build team, great solicitors, inside law on this one, great funders, together finance and foundation home loans, great broker with Shaz. So yeah, I managed it all. I, I pushed everything through and I was the reason it happened. But without those uh, amazing cogs as part of the bigger picture, those wheels aren't turning. Uh, I've got another one actually, which was undervalued. And I'm going to do a podcast purely on valuations because there's a lot to talk about and I've learned a lot from people, but I'm keeping that one and we're going to deal with it however we deal with it. That one I purchased on the 11th of December and that completed the refurb, well, sort of now, 6th of March. So that's all of Feb, all of Jan, all of December. So about three months. It should have taken less. It should have taken less, but I had some transitions. The refurb didn't start for like a few weeks afterwards. Christmas came along you know dragon heels etc so yeah that will that one once the money comes in, it'll be about four months i think four and a half months depending on if we appeal it now or not uh for doing a remortgage so you can refinance before six months speak to my broker drop me a message find out how uh but yeah i've had an interesting journey it's been it's been exhausting and i really really hope that it's given you hope and inspiration and value and taught you something and shown you that you can do whatever the hell you want to as long as you put in effort and you don't mind looking shattered all the time. So I will leave it on that note. That is my most recent update of where I am. I'm aiming to buy three properties a month for the next six months and then at six months we'll review what happens. Uh, the cash flow then should be about seven grand a month. Which is, which is, um, I mean, that's, that's bloody good. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of cheese and crackers, uh, and a lot of trips to Italy to buy the cheese, a lot of pizza. Ooh, pizza. Uh, I have a wedding coming up as well, so I need to save up for that. 
Uh, I also want to do, I also put in my goals one flip a month, but that's not going to happen. It'll probably be one flip every two months just to make up for shortfalls in money left in and to pay my investors, you, back. Uh, once we get to six months, I will be reviewing the plan. Am I now going to invest closer to home and just do big, big flips and keep this portfolio? Am I going to do blocks of flats, which is really my my aim and my interest? HMOs without humans touching, buy to let on steroids, love them. Am I going to do that? Or what am I going to do? Am I going to get another essay? I don't know. Like I said in my goal setting video, six months for me is, is important. And then once we get there, we will then decide, yeah, how and what we're going to do from that point onwards. So yeah, if you want to know any more, please send me a DM, leave a comment below. Please like the video, subscribe to my YouTube, Tej Talks, and subscribe to my podcast as well. And I bid thee farewell for now. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.